Uh, the Lonely Island. Island. They did a. They like. Yeah, They like struck a deal with Netflix, and then Netflix one day was like, "Guess what? There's a Lonely Island thing coming out like tonight at midnight." Okay. It was that much. That much they had said about it. They were like, mm-hmm. and they're going to go on tour like next month. Mm-hmm. And people were like, okay. And then it was just this very stylized 30 minute like special, like short film of, called The Bash Brothers Experience. And it's a full album about Andy, uh, Andy Samberg and uh, I think it's Akiva, the other guy. In, yeah, it's Akiva. One uh, of the other guys playing Jose Kinsenko and Mark McGuire. <laughs> As the Bass Brothers, and it's incredible. Okay, it's so good. It's about them doing roids. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Andy has shown me a couple songs from it. it yes, yeah. it's basically good. just like six music videos stitched together with a couple interstitials. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a song they do with Sia that's like '80s synth oh. about their fuck pads. Yeah. Wow. Yep. It's incredible. That's the one you've shown me. Silk the robes and kimonos. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Silk <laughs> robes and kimonos. That's, it's that great. Sounds kind of nice. Yeah. 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 Thirty minutes. Okay. Hams and in. Okay. They, yeah, they uh-huh. do a, a song with Maya Rudolph where they tell them to shake their butts. Well, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we will In talk. the Denny's parking lot? <laughs> One of my picks soon is going to be Popstar because yeah, I finally bought it. And yes. TJ needs to see it sure. because that movie is incredible. Yes. I love being a vehicle so that you can watch movies that I should have watched five years ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what this is for. That's what this show is for, and that show is called Never Seen Any of This. My name is Andy. I'm Sammy. I'm TJ. And I'm Raymond. And that was that was great. We're back. Last week was a little rusty. We've been away for a week or two, you know. but it's like riding a bike. Yeah. You fall down once, but then you'll be fine. Well, if you're riding a bike with four people at the same time, something's gonna get fucked up. <laughs> There are bikes. It doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter if you if you've done it every day for like you know or every. Let's say we had a weekly tandem bike ride where the four of us rode one bicycle. Yeah, yeah. That sounds incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do that? Yeah. Please. Statistically speak. Oh yeah, and one of us is at the front with the 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 steering the yeah yeah. the whole thing Uh, once a week, right? Yeah, Yeah, you know. And so, statistically speaking, with the, like just the general rate of human error, like we're gonna like we're gonna fuck up. Yeah, so, you gotta be in sync. Yeah, we're yeah, all yeah. gonna follow. So it's nice, but it is nice when we can grace. But guess it. what? Yeah. We'll be there to pick everybody back. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, because we're nice. bros, and that's what it's for. Yeah. yeah. And what else are bros for? Making us watch really sad movies. Yeah, that's yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> Alone, all by myself. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> With your shaved head. Yeah. Oh. oh. Perfect for the podcast. Did you do yeah. it at the same time? Yeah. Oh. As soon as he was doing it, I was like, it's time. It's the movie. My yeah. It was my hair was bleached the... before. I had to do it because it was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Okay. I, so, Raymond, mm-hmm. it was Raymond's pick. Indeed. What did yep. you pick and why? <laughs> well. Why? <laughs> why did you do it? Please <laughs> answer me. Well, originally this is going to be TJ's pick for last week, and then he mm. changed his mind and he gave us something more and more fun to watch. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna put that on himself. Yeah. He was like someone else could do that. And I also had the same idea where I wanted us to all watch something fun together. But since we couldn't be together this week, I was like, what is a movie that is, that is all accessible to everyone, and I do want everyone to watch it. An Amazon original. Yep. Yeah. And that is The Sound of Metal. Yes. Which Excellent. is an incredible film, I think. Yes. And I watched it. I made a plan for myself earlier this year to watch a ton of movies that, um, not even, I've got a list of like a hundred movies to watch that I haven't, I've never seen or I've only seen once or something like that. But this was even before that. I wanted to watch like all the big award contenders for this year, right. uh, for the Oscars. And, um, 
and uh, at least be informed. I was like, I got nothing but time. Let's just catch up and actually pay attention to the awards this year. And then I watched this one and uh, a couple others. I was like, oh, are they all going to be bummers? <laughs> Guess uh, <laughs> kind of seemed yeah. like it. Like, so yeah, Nomadland I, is I a skipped Nomadland for now because <laughs> I knew that was going to be incredibly depressing. And also the father I skipped because yeah. I knew that was going to be incredibly depressing. Yeah. So I. Did not achieve my goal, but I watched this. I was like, at the very least, this one should win something, and it's very good. Yes, and it did. It did. It won mm-hmm. two. Two things. Mm-hmm. And, man, the sound on the... It, I mean, it deserved an Oscar for the yeah. sound. Yeah. The sound, sound was insane. It's it, incredible. It won for sound so design, good. and it won for editing, yeah. which mm-hmm. I also think it yes. deserves, because yeah. mm-hmm. very, very good. I had the same sort of experience with mm-hmm. you, Raymond, because I had not usually... I don't know if you guys know this, but I have the AMC A-list pass. Oh my god! And so for the last couple of years, <laughs> it's back. I have gone and seen. It, do you have it right now? The movie. Yeah, I reinstated it. Oh okay, yeah, so you do have it. Again. I do have it. Yeah, 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 good. Um, but for most the last couple of years, I had been able to go see and have seen most of the Oscar Best Picture nominations mm-hmm, in in the theater. Yeah. And this year, it was the week end of the Oscars. I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how like same. Much I was, like, not paying attention to anything because mm-hmm. the idea of movies and theaters kind of made me really sad. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't paying attention, and it got to the weekend of the Oscar ceremony was going to happen, and I looked and said, I have not seen any of these. Mm-hmm. I had not seen a single of the, the Best Picture nominations, oh. uh, except for I had seen Judas and the Black Messiah. Right, and I'd, I've watched that one, too. Mm-hmm. That was also, you know, incredible bummer. <laughs> An incredible book. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I got time this weekend. I'm going to mm-hmm. make a list. I had Sound of Metal, Nomadland, and I was going to watch The Trial of Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. Just try to watch Oh, as I forgot m- that was also nominated. I, I was just going to try yeah. and watch as many of those as I could before the Sunday night mm-hmm. uh, presentation. How many did you watch? I watched The Trial of Chicago 7. Went, man, that was a bummer. Yep. And then I watched Nomadland and said, I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> They're yeah. all bummers. Not that they weren't. Good. I yeah. I thought Trial of Chicago Seven was okay. Yeah, it's very Aaron Sorkin. It's very Aaron wow. Sorkin, and I got I I was tired of it about halfway through. How many yeah. How many fucking walking talks we got in there? Oh, uh, well, it's a courtroom drama, so all walk talks. It's, it's, more, <laughs> it's more park and bark than walking talks. Ah, <laughs> excuse me, thank yeah. you. Moved right. on. Those are those oh, yeah. two tricks. But then, <laughs> very much is a movie where he's like, "Wouldn't it be cool if we were right during that time?" and like, we have the hindsight to know we were wrong then. Wouldn't it be cool if we had that hindsight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah wouldn't, I enjoyed it, but Wouldn't it have been cool if Brad Pitt had stopped those bad people from killing Sharon Tate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's but, a great history we would like to watch. And I had watched Nomadland, mm-hmm. and for two reasons decided that I wasn't going to watch anymore. And mm-hmm. one was because... I thought No Man Land was really good and mm. was pretty certain that that one was going to win given the right. circumstances. And uh, two was, it was the other one that was staring me down the barrel was Sound of Metal, which uh-huh. I knew was not going to be a good time. Uh, and yeah. I was like, I'll wait. And I'm glad I waited, but I'm also very glad that I watched it because uh-huh. it yes. was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I, liked, uh, I really enjoyed it. Trailer struck a chord with me because I saw the trailer. And, uh-huh. um, I played metals drums yeah. <laughs> when I was younger and did not wear protection at all and my hearing is not as good mm-hmm. and so I was like obviously not as bad as in the movie but I was like this is gonna be sad for me because mm-hmm. I went through not obviously not as much as he goes through and it ends up being more than just him losing his hearing right because he's a, trying to recover being an addict so there was a lot more to it than that but mm-hmm. I was like 
I don't know if I could deal with it either. I really, really wanted to see it, right. but I was like, I'll wait. And no, well, it, it's something it. I think we all, at least around this table, are, are at least consciously aware of. You know, we're all sort of vision impaired, and we all are big music fans, uh-huh. right? So it's something like. I've worried my whole life about losing my hearing by going to a show or something. There was a concert a handful of years ago we went to where I was in the front row and I couldn't hear for like the next day. I started panicking until I, I came back. Yeah, was it, was it, it was with yeah, it was yeah. one of those. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I lost my hearing for about a day. Just to the stage. Yeah, and it's yep. like I think about that. It's like you know I wear I've I can't live without my glasses, and if I fucking like. Like if I drop them one day or something, I'm disabled forever. So I've, just the, the just the thought of like yeah. I lost my hearing and there's nothing that like there's nothing like glasses for your ears. You can't you know it doesn't no. it doesn't replace it. I and I've had that thought a lot. Like everyone thinks like zombie apocalypse. How would you do? Uh, I'd be like because of my eyes, my contacts only last so long. And then if I lost my glasses, I would be shit. I just think about that fucking zone. I'd be so yeah. done. I can't. I, would, I can't see from the across the table to Andy without my yep. glasses. I would be yeah. screwed. Yep. So yeah, exactly. Yep. I think about that too. I haven't thought of much about losing my hearing as much when I was in a band and uh-huh. played in band and stuff. But because I I don't do a whole lot of playing loud things anymore because mm-hmm. of that. But man, that'd be awful. Just thinking about losing your hearing it's, just, it's something it's that can just... literally happen to anyone yeah yeah well and like yeah you you do the like the would you rathers or whatever mm-hmm. and like when you are invested in something like like playing drums or playing guitar right. or like any mm-hmm. of those things where it's like it's generally a very easy question to answer would you rather lose your left or your right hand depending mm-hmm. on what dominant hand you have mm-hmm. but yeah. it, that's not a very easy question for me to answer <laughs> right. because I would, if I had to lose one, I'd still like to be able to fill around and fucking play something. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's just such a big part of who I am and what I like to do. And and yeah, it's 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 same same thing with like, would I rather be blind or deaf? It's just like, mm-hmm. well, you know, a good percentage of people would probably just say deaf because there's a general amount of functionality that eyesight gives that you yes. know, you can even mm-hmm. just what this movie shows. You which know. I mean, even back in the day, I'm sure they didn't even have the t- text to speech that they were able to right, use yeah. and all that. Evie calls on the phone and it's able to do it for him. Like, so there's, it, yeah. yeah, there's stuff that you could, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's been some advances and stuff, but yeah, it's it's really hard going. Like, you know, would I would I rather never watch a sunset again, or would I never rather hear the voice of the person who I love, or right. stuff like that, like that fucking fucks me up, and yeah, this yeah. shoves this in your face, yeah. really, oh, yes. really, yeah. really in a visceral way. Yeah. And not only just in how the the narrative and the plot are are pretty naturally delivered, and mm-hmm. so I I think the fact that it won Oscars for sound mixing or sound editing and yeah. they and made them one award one year. award okay yeah so like so it, so it basically won for both for yeah. sound design okay. i think was yeah the so new official oscar so for sound and for editing i think that's about the most appropriate mm-hmm. i've yes. i've heard in a while in, mm-hmm. in 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 something that i can speak to like and something that i can actually comment on because i've watched it mm-hmm. and a far yeah. better choice than when bohemian Wack wraps the one for best film editing oh man I just love going to that scene of them talking at the diner for two minutes, and it's like twenty, like fifty, fifty cuts in that two minutes. It's so good. The award isn't for how many times you've cut. Yeah, records. Not a Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. 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 Then it would go to that. It would every year just go to that shot from Taken Three where Liam Neeson's climbing over that fence for yes, like thirty seconds right. straight. He just starting over again. Cuts every time of him yeah. going over the fence. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The Fast and Furious franchise would have so many Oscars <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very, uh, like, in- interesting thing, especially, like, when, um, when they're just, like, talking in, in the van at the mm-hmm. beginning, or in the RV at the beginning. Yeah. 
um, the way that it the the sound is yeah. is mm-hmm. ne- like you know visually you're behind them on the road you know outside of the RV but mm-hmm. you can hear it like you're inside there mm-hmm. and so the way that it plays with that and you know like there are moments like when when Riz Ahmed is uh, sh- like showing the the like the drum class thing yeah, or whatever yeah. like that's not a scripted thing it's like mm-hmm. him just going and fucking around with a bunch of deaf kids in buckets right you know so like mm-hmm. there is such a, a like a through line of like verite uh-huh. kind of, that goes that goes through it that really it, it I think lends to how hard it hits yeah I really yeah. what really struck a chord for me was every time it like just showed like the plane going over or like mm. you just like heard birds chirping like things that because we can hear we take for granted like being mm-hmm. able to hear the wind through the grass mm-hmm. like it does it showed a couple of those where he can't hear any of that anymore and it's well, like all those sounds that you yeah. take for granted and i was like man i it really like really hit i was like man you just wouldn't be able to hear any of that well and it's and not even that. it's not even necessarily taking it for granted it's something that your brain has to to do right. so that yeah. it can yeah. focus on stuff or whatever right. you know like so that you're not overloaded and that's what he's hit with when he has the implant is that there's you no filter no nope. like it's all uh, it's all coming in garbled and it's all distorted. yeah it's all tinny yeah. it's literally the sound of metal well and and really when they bring wow. that when they holy shit well, and they really bring that home when um, they're at the party and yep. her and her dad are singing this beautiful duet and everybody in the room is just completely enraptured by it and it that sounds it like yeah. someone is punching him in the ear yeah. the entire time mm-hmm. and you yeah you like well, just the I, realization when he puts him on for the first time and he's that, like this, it's not this an adjustment what, it does, this isn't what to I be, want yeah. This, yeah, yeah you can't reboot this and make it work again or yeah. whatever yeah the I think a lazier movie would just have the sound cut out in a mm. most in most of those scenes. Right. And I think that this movie is really, really smart about the way that it doesn't do that. There's mm-hmm. texture to all the different the different sounds that you hear that's muffled. It's not just mm-hmm. like a muffled, mm-hmm. you know, effect is is over it. When he's mm-hmm. hitting the, the slide with the little kid, that is mm-hmm. a like a texturally different type of sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That they had to craft that. You can't mm-hmm. you can't capture that with a certain kind of a microphone. You have to craft that in like after effects. Yep. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I it, it's really impressive. Especially the when he gets the implants mm-hmm. and they're so tinny. And it's the different types of tinny that he goes yeah. through a couple different times. So that, and obviously a lot of this is helped with Riz Ahmed's performance, which yeah. is incredible. Yes. Um, but just the slow realization, how long it takes at that point, and mm-hmm. how much more heartbreaking it is yeah. than when it just turns on. You know, there's still a little bit of hope in his eye that he's yeah. like, oh, it's just a different, we uh-huh. just need to get the right setting. And it's like, no, uh-huh. it's never going to be the right way. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. with the sound design mixed with his performance, just makes it all that much more impactful. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, because if it was, if it just cut out the silence, like, it's still sad, but it's not, it doesn't really give you the weight of how, mm-hmm. like, traumatic the experience and is fr- for and someone. And frustrating, right? Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when he first, like, gets it, and he's like, mm-hmm. it's muffled, he, like, thinks he can, oh, maybe it'll still work, but no. Because, like, like, you do have hearing, it's yes. just fucking disastrous. Well, right. and, and it also and doesn't, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. It doesn't really cut to complete silence ever yeah. until the very until the very yeah. end. And I yeah. think that's the point: is right. that he's finally at peace and enjoying yeah. the silence. Well, and because every other time when it cuts out, there's still like a low rumble right. of his anger. Mm-hmm. That's but they even say in that sur- because he got that surgery, they oh, yeah, it, 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 it made it worse. Here. So like he lost he all, lost all of his yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. he went 
even to farther do that, to they, not. To do yeah. that, they drill through your cochlear right. thing itself, so you have nothing left so than that anyway. Now he can't hear yeah. anything at all. Well, is, and yeah. and that was sort of the the deal that he thought he was making in in mm-hmm. return for like perfect hearing again right. or whatever. Was just like you know if I like like our glasses or whatever. Like mm-hmm. if yeah. one of these falls off my head, I can't hear anything out of that ear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I have a permanent handicap that way. But I'm willing to give up my my RV and all my recording equipment and all this other stuff. I'll fucking figure it out or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah. that I can do this it, so that I can remain essential to this person. Mm-hmm. And and it but even like that's the real true tragedy of the whole thing is that like it wouldn't have mattered if he had gotten it or not because she fucking figured it out without him. Yeah, right. you know, like mm-hmm. the 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 die is cast. Like there's it, like that was the desperate thing that got him to get to let go of this community that he had just forged and all this work that he had just put mm-hmm. into oh, learning tough. how to function with yeah. this new mm-hmm. state of being. He traded all of that for for what he thought was gonna you know he was kind of sold mm-hmm. not even I don't think he was sold a bill of goods. They, I they tell him the entire listening. time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's in denial. And the yeah. doctor at the beginning was like, it's not really what you think. It's why yeah. he didn't tell him it right away because mm-hmm. he could probably tell that this guy was so desperate just to just, just have a fix. Yeah, yeah. How do yeah. I fix it? Well, he literally yeah. goes, don't make it worse and then he goes right back out and does another show because he doesn't want to come to terms with right. having to tell well, him. Well, and, and, the, the and the fix thing gets back into the like the addict's subplot. Oh, yeah. I love he, when he Joe like says that to him. Like he's him. like, yeah. I don't know yeah. what your deal is, but you're acting like an addict. And he right was. Yeah. He absolutely yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really great. Paul Reese, who mm-hmm. is the Oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He got nominated for Amazing. Best Supporting. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. and a little context for him, too, is that he's not deaf, but he grew up with two deaf parents. Uh-huh. And so uh, okay. he, uh, there's an organization called CODA. It's um, Children of Deaf Adults. Uh-huh. And so he's been like a big, uh, like celebrity kind of uh, ambassador for them or whatever. Not only that, but he it also did um, serve in Vietnam and mm. have some some oh. uh, problems with addiction. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then, the cherry on top of the fucking Sunday <laughs> is that he plays in a metal band uh-huh. that performs an ASL called Hands of Doom. Cool. That's which amazing. is the coolest oh. fucking thing I've yeah. ever heard in my <laughs> life. This guy is the baddest motherfucker uh, I've uh-huh. ever seen. That's and he was great. my favorite character in the movie probably next to <laughs> Yeah, I mean. and, it, and it's like, the movie rests a lot on Riz Ahmed to sell the performance, but Paul Racy is like right behind him mm-hmm. and selling you like the emotional weight of the story because without it, Without him, I feel like you root more for Riz Ahmed than you probably should. And it's like, it's Paul Racy's character that really grounds you into, like, understanding that everything Riz Ahmed is doing is not for the greater good. You should not be rooting for him. It makes it more like watching this movie with that, like, through that lens, it makes it more, for me, like, uncut gems. Yeah. (laughs) Or it's like... It's not clearly not as high of a stake, but it's still like the whole the whole time it's like, what are you doing? Right. Well, I that was a big impact for me too when they're telling him like everybody has jobs to do, and he starts to write what he's supposed to do. And I thought it was going to be like how to uh, learn how to um, learn sign language, right? learn how to yeah. yeah. But it was just learn how to be deaf. Like, yeah. and that's just like trying to again trying to come terms with mm-hmm. you need to just learn and. But even the harder thing, like, teachers talking about how he walks away with it is, like, he really does. He learns. And he, like, uh-huh. really becomes a part of that community. And everybody loves him. And Joe even tells him, he's like, there's so many people here that care about he you. He offers and, him uh, in a permanent position yes, for he's the like, future. Yeah, you can work with the kids, work here. You, this Everyone loves you here. And I honestly, like, thought he was going to, like, start a relationship with the teacher. Because uh-huh. they had, like, a good connection, uh-huh. too. And I was like, he really has something. And... He again, Attic decides yeah. that he thinks he needs to try to get back to what he had. It, and, uh, it's not a violin spells kind of movie, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like well, before when I when I picked the movie, TJ and I were working together, and he's like, 
this isn't like a sad movie, is it? <laughs> and I was trying to dance around it because, like, it does. I, I, was, I think I said like it has a happy ending, but it's not. You know, it's happy for the character in an earned and like developed way. Yes. Not like not that you feel good, but he has come to terms and at peace with his situation. Yeah. Not that it's necessarily not a bummer. It's still a bummer of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> just every time he is every stage coming to terms with thing. I think his, uh-huh. his acting just incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul Racy says a couple times in the movies like mm-hmm. it's not a disability right and it's the tragedy is really hit home when he th- he gets what he thinks he wants the whole time mm-hmm. it turns it into a disability right and i think that's why he's like no you can't come back into mm-hmm. this place people, we don't want people to see that or like start to right they think like, right. there's something wrong with it yes yeah. right and that, that's a real divide in the yeah. deaf community uh, yeah so people who are born deaf or have to live with that if someone comes in loses all their hearing like i gotta fix this it's like well, fuck you then you know right right it's it you know not all of them had the means to get it. Uh-huh. He had to give everything that he owned mm-hmm. in order to get it, and then it wasn't what he wanted. Right. So it, it totally makes sense that he would mm-hmm. say, no, you're not allowed to come back. You have mm-hmm. to leave now. Not only can you not stay, you need to leave now. Well, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way a lot of, like, not all, I mean, because if it was ostensibly just a deaf community, then, you know, then maybe there might have been some wiggle room. But in a lot of, like, sobriety and recovery places, there is a completely zero-tolerance mm-hmm. policy for yeah. mm-hmm. If he had been caught emailing or whatever, they would have kicked his fucking ass out. And then he right. would have never had any of that mm-hmm. chance yeah, yes. because they need to keep it, like, a, a sterile environment, you know? And like, again, I think that's what makes it even more interesting because seeing the trailer, I thought it was just him trying to come in terms of being deaf. But it mm-hmm. is that being at an AA kind of situation as well as that. Well, yeah. and, again, the guy's fucking right. When he says mm-hmm. like I don't, the contact makes you pine for something that you shouldn't right now when you should be focusing on on making yourself. And uh, sure enough, <laughs> and then he goes off and does something stupid because she sees her performing uh, yes, without him. You know exactly. And yep. if he hadn't been, if he just followed fucking rules, then maybe he would have had yeah. a nice. Which is so tough to be like again. It, that that scene was really tough when she leaves him. Like gets in the car and goes. Uh, like mm-hmm. he, she's that he, yeah. she, his. Yeah. That's his one tether. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. all he has. And she mm-hmm. has to leave. And yeah. then that's that. Yeah, that's tough to. I couldn't imagine. Like yeah, you'd have to go and you don't get to see anybody that you know. You don't mm-hmm. get to. You don't get to have any connections at all. Would be that'd be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of the the most heartbreaking scenes I think in the movie. Uh, when he goes to visit in France, and he and he comes across the main villain from yeah. Quantum of Solace. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Right? I was like, I oh, will. Is Dominic he gonna, Green is he going to drink oil? God, <laughs> Dominic Green, what are you doing here? But, you know, but no, it's it's like he you know he spends time talking, like just laying in bed talking to the girl, and it's like he spent all this time seeing that she's doing way better, and she's telling like she's doing all these great things and all that. And then they're just talking. All of a sudden, the, the talk starts getting more and more uncomfortable. And she just starts scratching her arm and that stuff. Was, and it's I mean, like that's the moment it really hits you. Like, yeah, I knew this wasn't going to be good, but it's like I thought you can was, see that's it. It's very such clear a now. perfect way of again showing rather than telling. Uh-huh. Just by showing again at the beginning of the movie when she has those scratches and yeah. he tells her not to do it, and mm-hmm. then she doesn't have any more. And yeah. as soon as he talks about going back on the road, she starts scratching. Mm-hmm. It. It's yeah. like, oh, well, yeah. and so with um, the the context um, for the the filming of that. Um, uh, she left for a pretty extended period of time when they filmed Act Two because mm-hmm. she's not in it. Yeah, right. right, and so it was actually her idea to come back and have a haircut and mm-hmm. look look different, like drastically uh-huh. different, to really kind of drive home 
how much has changed since yes. both of them have been apart. Which right? do you ever get a sense of how much time has passed? I know it has to be months. Probably you know, yeah, because like he learns all sign three language. Or four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. you know. So yeah. yeah. Um, and so and so he learned drums for this too. So yeah. he learned yeah. drums and ASL for this role. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, and then he got beefed up. And yeah. um, he got kicked up. <laughs> and uh, the, <laughs> he, um, his partner, what, what's the actress? Uh, Olivia Coleman? Cook? Or, Olivia Cook. Yeah, Olivia not Coleman. Yeah, Cook, yeah, sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but uh, she uh, she plays guitar for real in that too. And mm-hmm. wrote the wrote the. You talked about the beginning that before uh, the, on the podcast that you love when it's real. I love yeah. when it's real, and it's just like <laughs> noise. Kind of it's noise metal, uh, and <laughs> and 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 there's not like Eddie Van Halen shit going on. But who gives a shit because right. she's playing for real? That's yeah. all I want. Yeah. yeah, and I think that does a good job of showing because that I mean it's just like you said noise metal. It's loud. It, <laughs> like it, it, it really captures sells, the yeah. vibe, yeah. the atmosphere of that really well. And then even like also like the merch booth shit like oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, the the girl that setting up next to them or whatever who spits on the shirt is in a band called Surfport. Uh, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and, and they're 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 fucking fun. I checked them out. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like that that whole vibe, like it reminded me of like the old hop. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. like getting set up back there, going like, quibbling over how much we were going to charge for shirts and like yeah, which ones yeah. we were going to put out and all this other shit. And then the actual documentation of like the shows felt like very you know sincere like that mm-hmm. was that was i was i was thoroughly impressed it's it's sort of like a score thing where you like it's it's sort of like if i effortlessly watch this and i'm not like rolling my fucking eyes the whole time like i probably would be during a bohemian rhapsody and i'm <laughs> sparing myself that i think yep. good, good um yep. good, good job yeah it, like it, it like this in like green room i'm like yeah. this Ooh. is a, this is what a gig feels like especially yeah. an uncomfortable kick right uh, yeah <laughs> i've never played a murderously uncomfortable <laughs> gig, but i have played uncomfortable gigs and that catches the vibe yeah. So it was it was just nice like this and like stuff like that like Green Room and like Hesher I think oh, are yeah. like really 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 solid examples of like what it's like to be in a like a noisy grungy little metal band or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which even is harder for him to come to terms with because you see in his camper that they're like, pre- I mean not super well known but they've like been in magazines yeah. like they, they have a following they have they're going on tour yeah. like they have like so that is it, even harder is that they had something kind of going too that he right. had to just kind of give up. Mm-hmm. They have a choice, but well, and, <laughs> right. and they're they're doing doing it nice and doing it clean, like you know, drinking hell shakes and doing push ups and right. and, yeah. the, and the whole bit. Like they're they're doing what you're supposed to do to uh-huh. to make that a thing for longevity. But you know, there you cannot help when when fate comes knocking at your eardrums. I guess. And yeah. <laughs> thanks. <Yeah. laughs> uh, is that how fast it could it could set on too? Because it doesn't um, seem like it is really affecting him, and then all of a sudden it's like... I think it's probably just like a, a state of stasis, too. You yeah. just get used to it, where like, mm. you know, Yeah, however, maybe there's some ringing, but I kind of... Yeah, like, however like we noise. felt yeah. at Red Fang, when that's your life fucking five, six nights a week, mm-hmm. then, you know, you just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, whatever. probably true, yeah. Yeah. So did he, do you know, anybody know behind the scenes, did he, like, put something in his ears? He did, did he... it first, um, okay. and, and apparently that got really intense, uh, and, and rough, and, yeah. and hard to work around, mm, so right. that, then they just dedicated, he, it was sort of a method thing where he wouldn't talk on set, he would just sign mm. when they were going back and forth with stuff, gotcha. um, but yeah, it wasn't like a full like Ray experience of, of having the the uh, eyes super glued shut or whatever. <laughs> Not like that. Uh, <laughs> that's the bad kind of method. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> was it you that was telling me there was a there's a story of of I think it's Michael Caine 
they were ta- they were asking Michael Caine about like how he felt about those super method actors, mm. oh. and he said something like. I feel like it would just be a whole lot easier to just act. <laughs> That's what we do. True. But I could just be, oh man, it'd be so hard to not react to sound. You know, like without yeah, having I, something to block that out. Mm-hmm. Like, not, and he does such a good job of just like, he's like, I can't there, hear you. so I many can't. interactions he has with other people where like, yeah. you have to like, and he's like banging on a counter early on to like get help and stuff. It's like, you have to train yourself to not register anything happening around you. Yeah. You can't like, and even like, I'm assuming, especially as an actor, like, part of your whole deal is, like, you're trying to involve the whole, like, you're trying to not miss anything right. and incorporate it all into your scenes and stuff like that. Instead, like, people can say something right to him when he can't react because he didn't actually hear it yes. or whatever. Yeah. That's like, when the, crazy the receptionist, hard. like, is calling for him uh-huh. and she has to go and, like, touch him, like, how do you not react to that? <laughs> but, yeah, so, that's... And he didn't get an Oscar? He was nominated. He was nominated. Got and he was like. It's a weird won, year for movies, too. And he won quite a few awards uh-huh. for Oh, him. I guess that was the Anthony, Anthony Hopkins is the one that won, right? Yeah. That's the category that he was in. With. Yes. Because yeah. he wasn't supporting. He was. I, w- I was thinking because um, Daniel Kalua won for Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. which he, he should have won for. Yeah. He should have probably been in Best Lead Actor. Yeah. But instead for that movie, they put him and. Um, Lakeith both Lakeith as both as supporting yeah. when they could have easily both been lead in my opinion. Right. So who's the lead? They were it was like they oh, just it is a co- <laughs> okay. Yeah, they just their co-leads. It is a co-lead, but I feel like calling either of their performances supporting is not enough no. because they are probably both in it the equal amount of time and they're both as equally important to yeah, right. the Who's the star? Butch Cassidy or the Sundance Kid? That's right. <laughs> you fucking tell me. <laughs> yeah. And right. I think they have done that before where they put two leads of the same movie as lead. Haven't they nominated two leads or have they not done that? I think... They, a couple times, I think. I yeah. think they have, but what it is is it's easier to look at the whole playing field yes. and say, who do they have a better chance at beating? The people right. in the supporting right. or the people in the lead? So, yeah. like, when there's a, there's a year where it's Joaquin Phoenix and he's won everything leading up mm-hmm. to Joker... Yeah. And it's pretty much a shoe in that he's going to win. There was a lot of performances that were borderline lead performances mm-hmm. last year because it was like, well, you're going to not give it to him. Right. Right. Well, it's like at the end of the day, it's the Oscars and all that kind of shit are, are yes. marketing plays. Right. You know, exactly. it's, they submit their movies to be contenders and then people in the organizations vote based on not always the, the thing that should win, but sometimes what they think everyone else wants. Right. So... And this year, even the entire the fucking regular population of people thought that like Chadwick Boseman was going to get yes. the honorary nod, yeah. and then everyone that I follow in the industry also thought that Chadwick Boseman was going to get best yeah. actor this year as like mm-hmm. an honorary nod. Instead, it went to Anthony Hopkins, and everyone's like, "What do you mean?" Right. Which <laughs> yeah. none of us have seen that movie, right? No, I have it ready to go on my yeah. on my computer. <laughs> I, I've intentionally not watched it. I have heard it's incredible, and that he yeah. does deserve it for it because he's very, very good. Anthony mm-hmm. Hopkins only shows up for to play once in a in once, a blue moon once a year, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he only really shows up to play. But when he shows up to play. Yeah, it, it's serious fucking business. All right, so right. I'll be I've, the pope, and then you won't hear from me for two years. <laughs> yeah, yep. I've I've heard very good things about uh, Anthony Hopkins, the father, and, the father. The father yeah. and I have heard that Chadwick Boseman is good, but not great in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but that it would have yeah. been a lifetime achievement kind of thing. Right. Oscar, yeah. 
Well, which is right. well, difficult... he was also in Defy Bloods. Exactly. Know, so. Which yeah. it, that's a great. He's it's nothing, you know. He's not lead it, yeah. for sure. No, right. no he's, he's, he's he might as well be a guest spot in the movie. But right. the movie's about him, damn near, you know. Right. Sure. Right. Well, and because what's the precedent for posthumous Oscars? Is James Dean for for Giant, which I've heard Heath is... Ledger. Yeah, so Heath Ledger. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. And yeah, I think those are the two big ones. Two big uh, ones. Okay. There's right. precedent. And Heath, Le- Heath Ledger was supporting. Yeah. Right. yeah. Was, which one did you say before? Uh, James, James, James Dean. James for Dean. Giant. I think he's, he's lead. He's lead, he's lead for that. Okay. Yeah. So. Him and Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, who cares? I, I, yeah. Watching again, I haven't seen either of the other those other movies, but yeah. watching this, I was like, he should have won an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Won. It's but, deserved. If he had, if he had gotten nominated and won, it would have been deserved for this movie. It's right. just the fact that like movie politics play out in a way that there was no room for that this year anyway. But what yeah. I think it does mean is that you know he was a front runner. Mm-hmm. He yeah. won a bunch of awards. He got a lot of attention and now he's now Riz Ahmed is a name for he's someone that, deal. W- that yeah. will be put he was, in one of these prestige movies. Isn't mm-hmm. he the first thing he shows up in his Rogue One? Or is he, was no, he the first no, thing? No, but he was in isn't he in he's Nightcrawler? In Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's Oh, that's the right. Guy. Nightcrawler is the first. That's why I remember I remember seeing those like pretty re- like close to each other yeah. and being like, "Hey, he's in a great uh, HBO limited series called yeah. The Night Up." Yes, that's right. I, uh, that. I think that was one of the last things that James Gandolfini the executive produced. He filmed the pilot. Mm-hmm. He was going to be the main like detective. James Gandolfini was no shit. in 2013. He produced it and oh. he was in the pilot. There was filmed out there. You can see it, man. And then when he passed away, it was kind of what his what he was really working on at the time. And so mm-hmm. then they spent a couple of years and reworked it and uh, brought in credit. John Turturro. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's the, he played the lawyer. He, play, he played the lawyer. Oh, yes. okay. Because I was because the detective would also be a great role. Because uh-huh. that guy, I, I forget his name, but he's in fucking Birdman. He's the guy that's like acting at Michael Keaton or whatever. It's like I'm oh. demonstrating my range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, he, he's great in that. And mm-hmm. but Riz Ahmed is amazing mm-hmm. in in that series. Yeah, yeah that's he, really really good. He shows up like he he has not been slacking over no. his career. He's very good. But I feel like this sort of Exposure, the Oscar nom. He's gonna get a lot, lot more opportunities. Good. I hope so. That's yeah. usually, you know, when things go right, that's how they, right. that's how they tend <laughs> tend to turn out. Yeah. And now next, our boy Def Patel's about to get that. That's right. Green Knight. Green Knight. Whew. I got my poster framed and hanged Ooh. up in my new office. I'm ready for a movie that has see. not been out yet. <laughs> I'm ready. It says this summer. It's still it's not live. It still says this summer. They just put out which. Yeah. Any summer. As long as it comes out in summer. It should have said a summer. Yeah. Summer. That's. Because I got my mom the Top Gun Maverick poster. That's mm-hmm. worth more money now because it does say 2020 hey. <laughs> on that poster. Like, hey. I, I think untrue. I would like to own the No Time to Die uh, poster that says, like, November. Yes. Sure. Oh. But it meant, like, November 2019. What movie? No Time to Die. I never heard of it. Uh, well, that's <laughs> I already okay. forgot about that. It's fine. We're at the point now where we should be hearing about the James Bond movie after that. Sure. You know, if it would have right. come out on time, we would have been hearing rumors about them filming the, the next the one. The new yeah. guy, because yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig can finally yeah. launch himself into space like he's wanted to in these last five well, years. Well, now he yeah. can wear he just nice... wants to be knives out. Yeah, yeah, he can just wear nice sweaters and, and cozy attire and solve a mystery. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't need to be Beefcake Bond. He doesn't. Doesn't need to. Doesn't. But we appreciate him, and we say thank you, Daniel. <laughs> thank, thank you, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> 
we appreciate his hard work and sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. Haven't we talked about this man enough? We just did a whole episode. That's, we did. That's, we that's did. true. Yes. Yeah. But God bless him. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for picking. Yeah, uh, fine. Good. Yeah, there were, there I, it was a movie I don't. I really wanted to watch, but may may not have watched if you yeah. hadn't picked it. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, and uh, they did announce. I think it was right before the Oscars, but this is getting a Criterion release. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a couple no, different Amazon. That might movies. be my yeah. first Criterion acquisition. Oh, it's this one and the other one that was the the play based on Muhammad Ali and One Night and, in Miami One Night in Miami oh. those two are the ones from Amazon going into the Criterion because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're now their Criterion is going to alternate with Netflix and Amazon and get those like their signature picks into the well, next shit they're being ostensibly welcomed into the like the critic circle just like any other distributed thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. why the fuck not yeah. I, I, if, if the thing merits of, like <laughs> well, the know. other the other idea there is that it costs Criterion nothing because they don't have to restore the movie they can just distribute just it so stu- they can yeah. take the fucking extra money from that and actually do like passion project stuff yeah well and i like the notion of of getting some more behind the scenes stuff than whatever yeah. because netflix mm-hmm. is not very good about that like no, having any there's kind hardly of anything yeah. they, they originally did the orange is the new black and and house of cards because those are the first two original shows sure mm-hmm. and then like uh stranger things season one and two have like target releases it's a target box set that, that looks look like, like vhs, VHS. tapes yeah. that's that's it and then they just announced umbrella academy season one is coming out on Blu-ray, which is like three years, four years old at this yeah. point. Yeah. Almost three years old is getting understand. like just out now. So it's like there. It's really the only things that otherwise that have come out from Netflix are like the Roma and the Irishman, which are on Criterion. And there's a Marriage Story one, right? Marriage Story, which all the Criterion picks. And from I last believe year. there's they've announced that there's more that they're working. Sure. On. So because like as far as a special features thing. I think some of the only... And I haven't done a ton of digging, I guess. But, mm-hmm. like, the stuff that I've encountered is, like, there's a new one for Army of the Dead. Yeah. It's, like, a 40 There's one for thing. Queen's Gambit that's not very long. It's on Netflix minute. that you yeah. 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 I think there's one for Witcher. Yeah. Um, there is one there's, for the Irishman that they did. They're really yeah. annoying. So because they really wanted... Though. It's, it's, they really yeah. wanted an Oscar play for that. Sure. So they yeah. did a well, bunch they, of yeah. stuff for the Irishman. I want something that's in line with, like, the Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings level. I mean, like, nothing can touch the fucking appendices. Nothing will touch them. They they're, they're a thing unto themselves. But I was going to say, like, I'm not really a special features guy. Those yeah. are the only ones that I've actually watched. Sure. Because, I mean, they're just good to just I on, love it, though. I I'm love that shit. That's, kind like, of kind of, like, what got me interested right, in, like, totally. working mm-hmm. in film in the first place. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I want more of that from Netflix shit that I enjoy, but it's yeah. never around. And it looks the tits off me. So one thing I've never done is watch a movie with the commentary on. Oh, really? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I love commentary. I don't. It's really fun. I, I feel every time I'm like, it'd be so much fun to hear the commentary of this. And then it's I, only I, fun I if it's something you've already seen four times. Right, no, you exactly. Know, and totally. some of yeah. them, the, your mileage varies. Yeah. Right. Some of them are just like, I've watched, I, I went through a thing once where all the movies I owned, I went, I watched a commentary if it had one, and several of them were like, the person's like, that's when that scene happened. <laughs> that's pretty funny, wasn't it? And then like, the next thing happens. But then some of them, it's like, for Hot Fuzz, I was uh, gonna say Edgar Wright. I'm sure yeah, has for, well for Hot Fuzz. He got Tarantino. <laughs> you're telling me about this. Yeah, yes, yeah. You, yeah Tarantino you're about doesn't it too. do yeah, any. Yeah. Has yet to do any commentary tracks for his own movies. But the first one he showed up on is for Hot Fuzz. Good. Where the entire commentary track they talk about the movie, but very obliquely because it's mostly them going, "This actor was in this movie, and that's why I cast him." And then Tarantino's <laughs> like, "Have you seen this B movie he was in?" And Edgar Wright's like, "Yes, I have." And there's a Reddit list. That someone comp- compiled all the movies they reference in the, the span of the running time of Hot Fuzz, and it's like 200-something movies. Sure. So it's like, you ever bored and you need to check out a movie? Here's 200 <laughs> movies that they brought up during a commentary track for this one. Jeez. The commentary for 
Armageddon is great. Yes. Oh, because notoriously it's, so. It's like yes. instead of yes, one commentary track, it's like several ones mm-hmm. that they cut together. But every once in a while, it cuts to everyone's doing it in like pairs, and then mm-hmm. Ben Affleck did it by himself. Love it. I've listened mm-hmm. to and two minutes of so him. So it keeps like... cutting back to him, and he's just roasting Gross, the movie. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. "What the hell is this?" Shit? <laughs> oh he's like, this Wait, I listened to the two minutes of him talking about like, why would you hire? <laughs> why would you hire oil riggers to be to astronauts instead of training astronauts to betray oil? Doesn't really make a whole lot. Two minutes, shut, the think about fuck up, shut the fuck up, Shut the fuck up. so hard at that. Um, so another one that's really good is the Space Jam commentary because yeah. they have the voice actors as oh, in see, character yeah. as Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Oh, oh cool. see, oh, there's one. Tropic Thunder is a perfect commentary track because Robert Downey Jr. has a joke in the movie that he does not drop character until the commentary, and then he's just doing an Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so throughout the, ent- I mean, he he does do he does talk in normal terms but he does do it in the Lincoln Osiris voice <laughs> for the whole movie until his character has his mental breakdown and then he switches his voice and does the Australian accent until the credits start and then he goes back and he's like well this was fun thanks guys <laughs> oh, that's my God. great that's yeah. so good. commentaries and, are yeah. great yeah. they can be yeah they have potential Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as you find a good I'll one. Write them all. I, I think I'll start with Armageddon. I think that's yeah. the right mm-hmm. one to start with. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited that there's going to be a Criterion release for this yeah. so mm-hmm. that I can scratch that special features itch. Yeah. With Netflix. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. Maybe I, there's four different cuts of this, like the New World, where <laughs> no. hopefully there's a three hour cut of this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch Could that. you handle that? I don't know. Yeah. I, all right, I'll take it. Back. I think, I think, I think <laughs> you guys just talk yourself into a corner. Just maybe one. just like two full sets of noise metal in there. Just whatever they fully. Same movie, just when he's on stage. Just the gigs are all in real time. (laughs) Yes, Yes. okay, yeah. I mean, so he really drives home how much damage he's doing to himself. You know, even after he, you know, finds out or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is forty-five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hear them calling for encore, but you're going back in there anyway. Oh boy! Wow. Well. I think that probably does it. Sounds yes, like yeah. it sounds like we're good. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it does sound like I we're good. So. Sounds like we're good. Had, uh, I mean, like had a glowing time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah. I cried a couple it, times. Yeah, it was it was one of those movies where it was like I did not have a fun time, but I'm glad I watched it because it was very good. I yeah. I, will I watched say... this at like eleven o'clock at night by myself like six months ago, Fuck. and I just went to bed afterwards like man, pretty fucking shitty if I lost my hearing, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> I I. Raymond came at the opportune time because oh, yeah. he parked when the credits hit. If I would have had five more minutes by myself and yeah. like once the credits I hit, it in, probably would have been a little bit harder. Oh. But he showed up right at the credits, and I was like, "Oh, thank I God. knew I knew oh. I was going to get here right as it was ending." I fucking <laughs> opened the door and I just see that it's dead silent on the TV. I was like, "Oh, it just ended." <laughs> and I, I just said, "What did you do?" <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah, basically. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, wow. well, thank you, Raymond. Yes, yeah. thanks, Raymond. If you have any suggestions for us, there's a couple ways you can get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. You can get a hold of us on our Twitter at NSAOTPod, mm-hmm. or you can uh, also get a hold of us with our email at neverseenanyofthispod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or there's one other way you can do it. It's our favorite way. I see you boys getting ready for it. <laughs> you can head over to our Facebook, also known as our free Patreon. Patreon. And you can get a hold of us there. Yeah. <laughs> that was That was great. Good. Okay, I'm not yeah. gonna... Look, no, it's <laughs> fine. Like, it's fine. I know it was rocky last time, but I'll just watch you, and it'll be well, fine. It'll, get... be, it'll be. It'll be fine. I would thought we were it'll, moving no, on without no, bringing this fine. up again. Like, I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to hear <laughs> okay. you to to get the free Patreon thing. Yes, I, yeah. I'll just watch your cues. Watch my lips. I think. Then I think I got it. Yeah, right. I'm gonna comment on it 
every one. <laughs> Good. So. I'm glad. All right. I really learned my mistake. <laughs> well, I think that about does it this week for Never Seen Any of This. We will be back next week with another episode. But until then, we'll just say... Mm-hmm.